Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for checking out another brand new episode. Today's feature singer-songwriter, Ashley Byrne. Caught up with Ashley over at Fat Buddha Studios in St. Louis, Missouri to talk all about her brand new record. Uh, This was our first time meeting and I had a great time getting to know her and uh, we played a live one for you, and we give you a little sneak peek at uh, the upcoming record. Uh, it'll, it'll hit streaming services Friday, October 6th, and you can come out and celebrate uh, the big album release party with her October 20th at Lions Amphitheater in Kirkwood, and you're going to hear all about it. Again, uh, check out her album, Baby Blue. Streaming October 6th. I uh, hope you enjoy the episode. Do want to remind you, as always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri. Serving up all your craft beer needs. Over 25 rotating taps. So they got all kinds of tasty beverages for you. And uh, you can get some great food you got your burgers and nachos pretzels flatbread pizzas all kinds of uh tasty eats and you can get some great live music happening every weekend uh thursdays they kick off your weekend with singo bingo night friday october 6th you got jeff walchauser and saturday october 7th you mike scott at Pittman. uh but you know i've been talking all about it they got their Brand new location just outside of Wentzville in Flint Hill, Missouri. Calling it the Fly High location. And uh, this weekend you can catch Mickey Scott out there Friday, October 6th. And Corey Clapper returns on Saturday, October 7th. You can find all this and more at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. Be sure to get plugged in with them on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, come out and check it out. It's a lot of fun, uh, beautiful weather coming up for the fall, so it's a great time to sit out there on the patio and have a beverage and listen to some tunes. Um, Yeah, again, friendshipbrewingcompany.com. If you need anything from me, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And with that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode with Ashley Byrne. Um, the podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. This is Ashley Byrne. You're listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. Scissors beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beat scissors, Shane covers nonstop. Never know what new kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz. All kind of folks. Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley. 
Hey, everybody. Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out at Fat Buddha Recording Studios with Ashley Byrne. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> this is uh, very exciting. I'm, I'm glad uh, this all worked out. It was kind of a last minute thing. Last we, minute, it all fell into it, place. Right. Everything yeah. uh, came together nicely, but uh, I was just... Uh, on my way home from vacation, we started texting. I saw you had an announcement. Uh, we got a big album release party and a brand new record to talk about. And I said, hey, let's hang out. And she said, how about tomorrow? I was like, all right, let's do it. So, <laughs> yes, we, right to the point. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad it, uh, everything came together. And big thanks to Fat Buddha here in St. Louis for allowing us to hang out and talk for a little while. But uh you know, I, I started almost every one of these lately this way, but this is what I love about doing this show, that it continues to allow me to network my way through St. Louis music and discovering all kinds of new music and, um, you know, meeting art, new artists all the time. So that's the case today. We, you, uh, I've been kind of following from a distance, I would say. I got, you know, I've been uh Instagram follower for quite a while yeah. now and finally uh, getting to officially link up and talk and uh, I thought it was pretty good timing with the new record and everything Definitely. so <laughs> but uh I thought uh this would be a lot of fun and I'm I'm glad it uh, worked out and so uh tell me a little bit more being that it's our first time meeting a little bit more about Ashley's story where is is St. Louis uh always been home or Yes, St. Yeah. Louis has always been home. Um I the only time I was ever away was for college. I went to Truman up in Kirksville, Missouri. Um, but yeah, I I have been in the St. Louis music scene since my high school days with yeah. my first band. Um, Who was that? It was called Faux Pas. Yeah. Yeah. We were a, a six piece. We thought we were pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I, I love St. Louis. St. Louis is home, and um, I see that being the case for the future. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I go on a lot about it, but I love what we have here, is especially in music. Uh, <clears throat> I think I often ask, maybe I'm maybe it's just a bias, but like I would put pound for pound our St. Louis music up against anybody, and like I think it's very much uh, – kind of slept on city as far as a music, you know, it's like people look at, you know, maybe in a, you know, Nashville and in Austin or in LA and mm -hmm. whatever, you know, different things, but there's a lot of opportunities here. Uh, it's also affordable for an artist to, you know, live and gig uh, around town and stuff. So there's, um, compared to some of the other cities. And, yeah. um, so plus we have tons of great culture option you know you got yeah, all we, kinds of good food and stuff we have so much talent in the st louis music scene there are so many different bands and artists that i have discovered here that i am huge fans of and it's so cool to get to be friends with those people mm -hmm. and meet them and go to their shows all the time um yeah i, I do think st louis has so much talent and um yeah i feel lucky to to play with all of those yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The, uh, it's really cool to see. I get, you know, I get people making comments about it a lot, and which is, I'm glad people are paying attention. But for my own personal growth, like I love looking at 
when I type those lists up and stuff and I see all the different venues and all these different options, having 40, 50, 60 options of St. Louis music, uh, you know, even if it's national talent, but there's people coming to support music in our city and stuff mm-hmm. and people, uh, you know, you look at some of the, got some big festivals happening recently with yeah. Evolution Fest and music at the intersection and mm-hmm. things. And it's nice to see larger scale event, events like that also putting locals up on the same stages. And so stuff like that really makes me happy. And I feel like we're going to, moving in the right direction. Definitely. Um, Yeah, I do think we are seeing more opportunities pop up. And um, I think just with the age of the internet and the age of Spotify and uh, Ableton, you know, it's, I think it's really leveling out the music industry a lot um, to where it doesn't super matter where you're from or where you're, making your music from um, because everyone has the opportunity to make something really good sure, and put it out into the world. Yeah. I think there's recently, I don't know how you've seen him, but that Oliver Anthony guy, Mm -hmm. kind of folk uh, Appalachian country singer, guy uh from west virginia but you know one song uh i mean he has more songs but this one song and it was like pretty much a phone recording um not like a super well polished studio track just him and a guitar Mm -hmm. and uh that video went viral and the change that guy's life like he's now playing these like real big events and like this all happened in a couple of weeks. Like he went for, and he was on Rogan a little bit ago yeah. and Rogan reshared it on his socials and it got over 11 million something views there. I mean, people and, are figuring out, you know, how to use TikTok right. to work for them and, and it is working yeah. for people. Um, I am not on TikTok yet. <laughs> I have not messed with that, but it is really cool that it's making uh, a lot more possible. I just, it just it's neat to see that the power of it all, like when it actually works like that, where uh, an independent artist puts out a song that can change their life overnight. Essentially, yeah. you know, it's like yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, he had to put in a lot of work prior to all that it's not like you just you know but but still like that's the way it appears like it's like all of a sudden now you are in the social you know you know talk where everybody knows your name overnight and kind of thing it's like yeah and i think um i think the goal is for it to look pretty effortless (laughs) but yeah you're right it is a lot of work and um i think making it as they say is is very much like partially luck but partially a lot of work mm-hmm. yeah being being prepared when the right opportunity does happen yeah. like so uh well you mentioned um high school uh playing you know beginning <laughs> yeah. uh kind of the music started that was that when you first really started playing out and like yeah. play, like kind of uh trying to give this music a shot yeah i um i have written music since I was a little, little kid, yeah. um, I would always make up songs. I, I'm i still finding, like, little notebooks at my mom's house. Oh, nice. Uh, well, of, like, my little, like, grade school handwriting <laughs> right. 
these lyrics about boys I had crushes on in my class and um, unrequited love, which I'm just still writing about. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've I've always written and high school was the first time that I met friends who played instruments and it just was all of a sudden possible to be in a band. And um, I think, you know, everyone's first band experience is so magical and uh, fun. And, you know, that just becomes like your group of best friends. And so definitely my high school band was when I got addicted, I think (laughs) to, yeah, to, to playing out and, um, yeah, I think being brave enough to share things that I had written with the public and, um, yeah. And And so I've been doing that ever since. And was that keys then too, or? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was very badly playing keys and singing. And I remember I played some show and, a guy came up to our band afterwards and was like giving us feedback and what we should do. And he was like, she should really never just be singing. She should be playing some instrument. So I was self-conscious. So I would start playing the tambourine just to be like, I'm holding something. I'm playing an instrument. Um, But yeah, I, I developed my keyboard skills over time after that. Yeah, (laughs) It is. It is funny that people feel like they have to do that. Like they yeah, have to, totally. I, I have to give you, I have to let you know what I think about like what you guys should be doing. Like, you know, it's like, you know, <laughs> and they'll say stuff like, you guys really should be on the radio. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay. Thanks for, you know, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> we'll just make that yeah, happen right, right now. You know, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. You know, they say those obvious things like that. And it's like, like you haven't thought about it or haven't tried yeah. to get there. It's like, totally. You know, um, and I get it. It's like, it's nice. It comes from a good place, but it's like, at the same time, it's like, you can't just like call radio. Yeah. Hello, radio. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, you guys should be famous. Right. Oh, know? thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so what, uh, whatever happened to, to faux pas then? Faux pas, we, we played for, uh, I mean, we played all through my college years, mm-hmm. um, but we all went to different schools. Mm-hmm. So we would just kind of play in the summers when we would all be home. And eventually we just all ended up living in different places. So I think we all kind of moved on to other musical projects yeah. wherever we were. Is that when you sort of started writing more for yourself then or um so after college i was in a few other bands and i still wasn't writing under my own name i was definitely songwriting but um i think just with more it was more of a collaborative input uh with me and my other band members uh which is also super fun and super rewarding but um i didn't start releasing music under my name until 2017. Mm -hmm. I released my first album bedroom ballads and it was definitely a lo-fi homemade project. Uh, That's why I called it bedroom ballads. It's like I made this in my bedroom actually on GarageBand. Um, And I just wanted to, I think challenge myself and see like, what can I do on my own and what is my style? Um, and what would happen if I didn't have anyone else to fall back on? Like, 
what would I make and what would that sound like and would I like it? Um, so yeah, I, I think just being able to even make that album was just a really big confidence boost for myself to know that I could make something on my own. Um, and I think, you know, everyone in life, but also as a musician has their own little insecurities or things that they don't think they're good enough at. And hopefully you find bandmates that can fill in those gaps and are really good at those things. But, um, I'm just not an amazing player. Um, like I was kind of saying, I was barely even playing keys in high school in my high school band. Um, so I have always felt like I was a little bit of a faker. I was faking it till I made it. Um, and I can play enough to write, but, um, yeah, I, I'm just not, I have people in my band that are amazing players and Mm -hmm. it really does elevate what I write so much. But, um, I think to know that I could make something and that my creativity would take me far enough that I could make something, a whole album, um, I think did make me really happy and know that I could keep pushing myself further and yeah, keep, keep writing things that I wanted to write. Yeah. Well, that, uh, album is available out there on the uh, streaming platforms and stuff. So if you, uh, want to check that out, uh, be sure to follow along with Ashley on your various, uh, platform of choice. But, um, but yeah, so for me, uh, kind of like diving into your music, like it was cool to hear that, you know, hearing how it started. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it very much feels like exactly like you described is it's very minimal yeah. and um, just you and keys and uh, not nothing, not like a lot of production or mm-hmm. anything fancy at all. Just uh, very much you and your songs and which I love like that vibe too. Like it's, but uh you, as you're uh, progressing, mm-hmm. you know, now we have, we're working towards a brand new record and a kind of a newer sound and, mm-hmm. and all this is kind of developed in over the last, I guess, a couple of years now. Yeah. So since that release, so, um, but uh, the new record due out, is it going to be out the same day? Um, so the new record will be released on October 6th. 6th, okay. Yes, on streaming. Um, and then we'll have the album release show on October 20th, a few weeks later. Sure. Yeah. So that's, uh, and this will be titled baby blue, baby blue. Yeah. And which is a, uh, track on the record also. Mm -hmm. And, but, uh, this, uh, so I, you know, again, not really knowing a lot about you or your music, Mm -hmm. uh, was a super fun to way to discover what you were doing. Mm -hmm. Like I love, it's one of my favorite things, like just to hit record or hit play on an album. And kind of just go for the ride, you know, see where, see where it's going to take me. I really didn't know what to expect. And, um, it was, uh, it was a ton of fun. I really like, I don't know, as I guess, uh, everybody kind of says now it's like a, it's a vibe, you know, it's like, so <laughs> I felt like that was the case today. Like Good. this, this is a very much, uh, a vibe record and like the, I get, what do you like? It's like a. What do you call it? like? Is it like a dream pop or something? Or what do you? Yeah, like, I would say it's it's like dreamy indie pop. Yeah. And um, I think you saying it's a vibe is just the ultimate compliment to yeah. me because 
for this album specifically. I knew the whole time I wanted it to be an album. Um, I wanted the songs to all fit together and tell some kind of story. And I very much like visually had an idea of what the album looked like. Um, and the predominant factor was baby blue. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, it's cloudy. It's a sunny day. It's, um, it's just like the most romantic raw, like love mm -hmm. album. It's a summer love album. So, um, yeah, I, I hope that it sounds like that. Yeah. Yeah. Make it, it can't, <clears throat> I don't think you could be in a bad mood and listen, but you know, it definitely has that, you know, makes you feel good and like, you just kind of, but kind of chill. Like it, uh, I liked it a lot, like just as relaxing to me. Like, yeah. and, um, but yeah, I really enjoyed, uh, the sounds that you were coming, was coming through with, uh, with you and the band. You got this, that was the big difference between the first, uh, album and this one is we have the, a lot more sound. Lot, lot, we have a lot more sound. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, so like I said, I think bedroom ballads, my first album was, um, a big confidence builder. Um, and so when I started writing songs after that, I did want to challenge myself to, I think just go full pop. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wanted to still write all of the songs myself and I made pretty full demos. Like I could have released baby blue four years ago if I would have wanted to release the bedroom ballads version of it where sure. it's my garage band demos. But um, yeah, I think I had like just a bigger vision for it. I wanted it to be produced um, beyond my capabilities. So um, I produced it with my very good friend and bandmate Trent Dickerson. Um, we just, we made it in his basement in South city. Um, but he is an amazing producer and he also is a songwriter and has um, just like a really vivid vision for, for what things can be and uh, what's possible. And I think that I just felt so lucky that I had the opportunity to work with him and that he was a fan of what I was doing and wanted to help me take it even further than I had originally dreamed it. So um, that's what you get. You get this really big sound and programmed drums and cool automations that I just never could have done by myself. So yeah, it is very much a product of me and, and Trent's help. Nice. Well, yeah. Shout out to Trent. Yeah, yeah. shout out to Trent. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's uh let's give them a little advanced sneak peek at uh what they might hear from this. And uh we're gonna give you a little exclusive preview of a track called Be Kind. Yeah. And again, this will be due out on October 6th. And um but uh what do you want to tell us about? Be kind. Be kind. Um, be kind is, I think, it's not it's not a single, um, but it is, I think, the, the hidden sweet favorite track of the album for me. Yeah. It um, It's a song that is reflecting on 
it's reflecting inward and it's it's thinking about okay what am i doing i'm going in and out of all of these different relationships and i'm finally recognizing patterns within myself and i'm trying to figure out what i'm looking for in all of these relationships and the pervasive theme is that i am trying to like fill this void um that i need to be filling myself with self-love and so it's called be kind because it's about being kind to yourself um and loving yourself for where you're at and who you are and learning to channel some of that love that you are so willingly giving to other people and and giving some of that to yourself nice yeah i think uh i think it's good to have those reminders from time to time i think it's People often forget about that part of it, you know, yeah. Like, but yeah. Well, here is Be Kind exclusively on Rock River Podcast.
We did do some live stripped down versions of uh, some of these songs. Yeah, the demo versions yeah. is what I'm calling them. <laughs> Which is like, I love, it's one of my favorite things about doing the show, again, about kind of tapping into that like moment where much like your first record, like what it's like for you just in your bedroom writing these songs yeah. or or something because like you know we have these really nice polished recordings of them mm -hmm. now but i love like that feeling of just like the stripping some of that back like and really like diving into lyrics i'm a big lyric fan of lyrics me um, too <laughs> so so it's fun to like sometimes some of that can slightly get lost in in the mix and things but it's nice when you can really like hone in on uh, uh what the story is on these songs and stuff like that so so these are always kind of fun for me to um do something a little different uh than the record and um we did do a live uh version of a tune called mark on the wall which uh was one of my early favorites uh given given uh on the first listen there it was one that jumped out to me and um on the record you'll hear it's got this like a lot more. It seems like it's a little bit more on the bass heavy mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. side of uh, the bass is very present. <laughs> yeah, uh, which I think was like first what caught my you know it's like a little bit more um, of that coming through, which was cool. So like you're gonna be missing that on this uh, live <laughs> yes. version, but be sure to check out the full record uh, on October 6th and get that. But uh, this uh, this was it was definitely a fun one and like but you know, anything you want to tell us around. The lyrics of uh or the how this song came to be working with uh trent and stuff yeah mark on the wall so mark on the wall is it's the lead single of the album um i'll i will have mark on the wall out on september 21st um this is what i would call the hit this is my hit mm -hmm. for myself um but it is about uh reflecting on a relationship that almost was um, feeling like you went all this, you went on this emotional journey, I guess, with someone all the way up to the point where you were about to both take the jump and go for it and fall in love and, uh, and they pull away. So Mark on the Wall is, is exploring that feeling of, we took it right to the edge and then we just didn't go for it. Um, and so I'm looking at this visual reminder mark on my wall of us and our almost relationship. And it's still here and the relationship mm. is gone. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a what if song. Yeah.
find yourself when you're writing something like that? <clears throat> like, do you, are you, is this very much uh, based on a true story or <laughs> do you, uh, do you like to uh, fictionalize some of these or how do you, you know, like, what, what yeah, do, how do you, can what do you consider your writing style? I'm saying, like, yeah. So, um, or a little bit of both of those. I would say I, my writing and definitely this album is pretty autobiographical. Um, I think my writing style, anytime I write a song, I am pretty much uh, assuming that no one will ever hear the song that I'm <laughs> writing. Um, and then I can give myself permission later to let people hear it. But in the moment, I think I very much am writing autobiographically for myself to work through my own emotions. Mm -hmm. And that does really give me permission to be pretty vulnerable with my feelings and then later on, if I decide, oh, this, I actually really like that song, and it kind of sounds good with that other song, I, I do think I want to release it. Um, then I just have to deal with being vulnerable later. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I would say it's pretty autobiographical. Yeah, yeah I just feel like <clears throat> the only trouble with some of that is when you're putting it in there, and then it's like. I don't maybe maybe you're able to shut it off but or you know for the show wise but I feel like sometimes it's almost like kind of picking a scab every totally. you know it's like still oh that still hurts a little bit Yeah, like. I think um I think that being able to channel just enough of that emotion um for a live setting is really cool because it, it makes you feel connected to your own music. And I think the audience can connect to you better because they can feel that you're feeling the music. Oh, yeah. um, but also I think just the writing process, the fact that I wrote the song helped me work through those emotions. Mm -hmm. So it does give me the opportunity to be a little more removed from those feelings by the time I'm performing them and especially for this album, Trent and I worked on this album for like five years. Right. So these songs are, these feelings are five years old. Yeah. So I'm fine. I'm past it. <laughs> I'm okay to talk about my feelings from five years ago. Um, but that definitely helps. Yeah. Yeah. I often think about that too, like, uh, especially some like, uh, you know, whatever, like, Paul McCartney, you know, still singing Beatles songs. <laughs> totally. You know, the, now he's an he's a you know an old man singing songs that he wrote when he was yeah. a teenager and stuff or what you know. And it's just like it's kind of funny to think that he's you know still kind of you know having to sing these songs about a feeling that he had yeah then. But it's like I I think that is actually such a special thing about about songwriting is that. You know, if if you write based on your emotions or mm -hmm. your own experiences, um, the song does end up just being this cool little relic um, from your life. Mm -hmm. and, and it exists forever. And you can always remember this feeling that you had or this exact place that you were in years ago. Sure. Um, and I think that's really cool. It, it just gives you this connection to a past version of yourself. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel that even as a fan, like not, 
like a music will time help me time travel. Like yeah. you know, it's like you I can put on certain songs or what an album or whatever and I can totally you, oh, that you listen to oh, as yeah, a teenager right. or something and you remember. Right. I'll go right back to cruising with my friends in my yeah. car or whatever it is. Yeah. And, um so it's it's very much that even for me as a listener. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure Same. yeah. So it's cool to to hear that uh that these songs have that effect on you yeah. and stuff. So um well you uh again uh we got the record due out October sixth. Mm-hmm. Uh but we are planning a big old party and to <laughs> celebrate this record. And October twentieth, you're uh, going to be out at Lions Amphitheater in Kirkwood, Missouri mm-hmm. with uh, your band. Yep. And uh, you were bringing along some special guests. Yes. Bringing along Golden Curls and Essential Knots. Yeah. Um, yeah, this show. <laughs> so like I said, since the album took about five uh-huh. years to finish, um, I have definitely been dreaming and scheming about this show for a long time. And. Um, I wanted it to feel really special and I wanted it to feel not like just any other show that I've played over the years. Um, so I think the venue is a big part of that for me. Um, I've played at most music venues in St. Louis, um, and they, there are great ones, but I wanted this to kind of break the mold of the show goer. Um, so the venue is Lions Amphitheater. It's it's an outdoor amphitheater in the middle of Kirkwood Park. So it's about 20 minutes from my house in South City. Um, but it's beautiful and it's surrounded by greenery and trees. And um, the event is BYOB. I wanted this to feel very much like it's a fun gathering. Um, I want people to bring food and bring drinks and um and really have fun and i have some tricks up my sleeve for yeah. like stage decor and setting the vibe vibe is very important yeah. obviously um but another really special thing about this show is uh yeah the lineup golden curls and essential knots i am i'm huge fans uh i'm a, i'm a huge fan of sarah downen of golden curls and Seth Porter of Essential Knots. Uh, I admire them both so much as songwriters. And I'm really lucky that I am also close friends with both of them. Uh, so neither of these bands really have been active over the past few years. Uh, Golden Girls moved to Colorado. Um, and she's kind of doing a, a different thing with her music now. Uh, and Essential Knots hasn't played in St. Louis since I think like 2019. Um, so this kind of was a big dream ask where I was like asking my good friends, this is my dream lineup. I really want these bands to play. And they were like, okay, let, we'll, we'll talk to our bandmates. Like, we'll see if we can make it happen. If they want to play these songs again and relearn these songs, um, so I feel super, super lucky that this is all happening exactly as I dreamed it. Nice. And yeah. um, I do think it will be a really special show. Like these aren't bands that you can just see anytime. So uh, yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, what about tickets? Uh, tickets. Uh, so I have 
an Eventbrite that I set up. So okay. um, you can find it through the Facebook event um, or if you just Googled Ashley Byrne album release show, you would find it. Yeah, uh, yeah tickets are, are $20, uh, all buying through online. Um, when I'll, you get, I'll be sure to link everything in the description okay, too, perfect. so make it easy to find. But Yeah, when you get to the show, we'll give you a wristband. Um, and you could still buy the day of, but it'll just be a little easier if yeah. you bought it online beforehand. <laughs> and what about, are you doing physicals or uh, we haven't seen yes. CDs or vinyl or anything? I am. Um, this was another part of my vision. I, I just had to have vinyl. Um, so yeah, I did press the album on vinyl. It's a beautiful, of course, baby blue vinyl. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited about it. My my best friend in the world, Juliette DeNoyer, who lives in Chicago, she's a graphic designer, and uh, she did all of the artwork for me. So I do just feel like this album feels, I don't know, there's so much of my love and the love of my closest friends that are just put into this. Um, yeah, I, I just couldn't be happier with how the vinyl design turned out and everything. Um hoping people will buy some of those so I don't have to keep storing them in my one bedroom apartment. But, uh, yeah. That, uh, that, that sounds very exciting though. Like I'm, I'm big vinyl enthusiast myself. So yeah. I love, uh, that a lot of my friends are pressing yeah. to vinyl these days. Um, and, uh, so it's fun to, you know, having, having to add those to my collection and stuff. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm a collector. Um, and I just, I had this, idea in my head that I it was just like this album isn't going to be real until I'm holding my own vinyl in my hands and then it's real and then I really made an album has that happened yet yeah it yeah. happened last week and it was it was a big big happy moment for yeah. sure well take us take us back to that day what's that like when that box shows up on the porch and, <sighs> oh <whatever>. my gosh <laughs> yeah it, it was a really big surreal moment and holding it and then putting it into my record collection right before David Byrne was like, oh, it's real. That's my album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw, uh, I was, I was hoping that was the case. Uh, following along, I saw you posted a little, uh, test pressing, yep. uh, spin. Yep. So I was hoping that was, uh, what it was going to be, uh, you know, and everything kind of putting the pieces together, but, uh, it's <laughs> nice to hear that it's all really coming together. The dream is, uh, Coming to fruition. Yeah, and, uh, it really is. And you got a beautiful poster. Uh, your friend designed by Sarah Downen so, of Golden Curls. Yeah. yeah, she has a she has a design business, uh, Rossetti Design. She makes beautiful, beautiful posters for a ton of musicians around town. Um, yeah, I couldn't be happier nice. with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just like it's really just like it's, it's nice to hear you and your friends or you know that's the best part about this like you know even you said earlier about being in the band and having uh, all these incredible players behind you and mm -hmm. around surrounding you to to help lift uh you up and um you know that's any things i've ever done like i love being able to call on my other talented friends that are way better at these things than yeah. i am to like hey you show off and do what you do and like you know so i've all my shirts or posters or anything i've ever done like i've it's nice to reach out on a friend and, you know, call on some favors and stuff like that when, when needed. Definitely. And, um, I feel like 
that is just a really a, a big thing about this album, this go around. It really is like a collaborative effort between me and my friends and people I love um, that were willing to, yeah, put their skills behind my dream to make something really cool that I could not have done on my own. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Very nice. Uh, and you, uh, like I said, mentioning the show, you will be playing with a full band that full evening. Band, yep. And um, are those a lot of the same players that played on the record too? Um, yes. Yeah. So I would say a lot of the the record recordings are Trent and I mm-hmm. playing. Uh, but yeah, we do have our other bandmates on on it throughout a few other songs. Right. Um, but yeah, it's my other players are Paul Heidert uh, on guitar. You might know him from Junior Clooney. And Aaron Esner, um, he was in a band called Jailbox. He also is in another band called Certsy, and they're both also in Holy Posers. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of stole the backing band of Holy Posers. <laughs> but um, yeah, they are, all three of them are excellent people and excellent friends and excellent players. So I could not be happier to be doing this with them and um we're planning some out of town shows, some little weekend tours. And um, I think knowing that I'm doing it with them is what's so exciting because yeah. I know we're going to have so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's one thing I'm pretty, uh, you know, I get a little jealous, a little <laughs> envious of some of my friends, like kind of getting to do that. And I know it's, <clears throat> um, you know, maybe not a. It's not always as as glamorous as the uh, definitely the, you know, the, that you think it is, but but uh, you know, just hitting your road with your the with your buds and yeah. like you know, getting to chase that dream and and uh, getting to you know meet new people in different cities and see how they respond to these songs and and uh, but you know, most time you're living off of Taco Bell or whatever for totally. You know, sleep, I know sleeping in a van and all, yes. you know, whatever. I so. feel like my expectations are are set, but <laughs> uh, hopefully we won't yeah. be sleeping on too many floors. Right. Um, yeah, I I am really excited. I think touring my own music is another part of my dream, and um, I'm really excited that I'm getting to make that happen with this music and with this album. Yeah. Um, yeah, really yeah, looking forward it, to it. It deserves to be heard. This record's it's fantastic, and I'm uh, very excited for the rest of the world to give it a listen. Cause, Thank you. Uh, I really like it a lot, and and uh, it's definitely um, you know very current. I feel like you know there's like I don't I don't really I I, I guess I I feel like it's current. I don't really know. I don't <laughs> I don't listen to a lot of radio or anything. I don't really exactly know what, uh, but I feel like. You know, mentioning it being a, a vibe and stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of what a lot of people are like moving towards these mood playlists mm-hmm. and things. And that's where I feel like this would fit very well into a lot of those various mood playlists of some sort, you know, like. Uh, so. So hopefully we'll, we can start sprinkling some Ashley Byrne tunes in. Yeah. Uh, in with us. <laughs> but uh, I feel, you know, again, like that's kind of the just the trend of music these days. Like these people, people aren't really like. Um, 
you know, discovering music through radio or, you know, it used to be music videos and all the other mm-hmm. things and so, but it's like, it's these playlists now they'll, they'll find their, their favorite, you know, whatever, somebody, some influencer or whatever, you know, whatever company or Spotify, somebody I feel it, like has a lot yeah, of power. Right. <laughs> they do. And people will all of a sudden like, Hey, that, that sounds good. Who's this? And yeah. like, and, um, but I know, I know I've discovered a lot of music that way myself and mm-hmm. it's one of, it's a lot of fun to discover a new artist or even an older artist that you don't know about. And then all of a sudden you like, it's hey, new to you. Yeah. Now they got a yeah. couple of records I can dive into. So that kind of thing is always uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you can find um, more info uh, about Ashley Byrne on your uh, Instagram. That's probably the best mm-hmm. place to get involved. involved yeah. In. Instagram. I'll, uh, I'll be linking my website soon, which will have, it'll be, be a central location for everything for tickets for the show yeah. and uh you can pre-order the vinyl or i'll have t-shirts on there and other merch yeah so, very yeah. cool we'll get plugged in and hopefully coming to a town near you <laughs> soon um but uh yeah stack tickets for the 20th and join us at uh, lions amphitheater in kirkwood missouri uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun and um like i'm really excited to see what you and the band uh have in store for the evening so yeah, uh well let's uh mentioning uh baby blue and uh of course the title track we did do a little uh stripped down version of this one too here today mm-hmm. uh live for the show and uh i thought this turned out real nice and um what would anything you think of uh want to add to uh, about this song about this song um yeah, like you said, it's the title track. Uh, <laughs> when we posted about doing this podcast on Instagram, we opened questions and said, what questions do you have? What do you want to yeah, know? Sure. Uh, everyone wants to know, what is Baby Blue? Yeah. So if you listen to this song, you will know <sighs> Baby Blue is a person. Yeah. Um, so in this song, I'm telling Baby Blue, um, you know, I've, I've been in love before I've had, I've had other loves and we've both lived before we met each other, but, um, this feels special and this feels different and none of them are like what I feel with you. So, uh, this is like my ultimate unabashed love song where I'm just going full hopeless romantic.
I always think that stuff's kind of fun, like to get the crowd uh, or the well, fans involved. Just, I mean, sometimes, uh, sometimes you you never know what you're going to get, but uh, <laughs> uh, it's nice when when you do get some response and and people want to know. And, yeah. But yeah, uh, it is. It's kind of fun to to do that though. Like create these like characters and yeah and storytelling like that and stuff. And, yeah, and I think I try to. <clears throat> hopefully tell my stories in a way where no one would know what, who the song is about, but the person who it's about would know <laughs> only they will know. Right. <laughs> it's like, uh, what's that Taylor Swift? Uh, <laughs> like they were like, Oh, this one's about Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh yeah. And, Exa- and just like, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> but this one's definitely about Jake Gyllenhaal. Definitely. So, uh, shout out to Jake. And yeah, <laughs> Those, right. be- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those beautiful blue eyes. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's just funny when the the especially her fan base they they really like they dissect every, oh, everything yeah. and they like you know oh this is what she was doing in the video or whatever and like the Easter eggs. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, and I will say I I'm a Swifty. I'm a Taylor Swift fan. Yeah. I do think she is a brilliant and prolific songwriter. Um, I have so much respect for what she does. I am not that diabolical. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish that I had everything yeah. as planned out as she did. But um. yeah, somebody <laughs> somebody shared something the other day. It was like I don't remember all of it, but it was like math, and it was like that. You know, her she so many tour dates and then the tour dates lined up for oh this. they all mean something yeah, right? and it was yeah. like and it was all whatever what's it 1987 or something 1989 or is her album so yeah. it was like yeah so then it was like all the numbers like led to the and i was like like what like <laughs> how could she possibly have like master planned this whole like i, don't know, I mean she, yeah she is a self-proclaimed yeah. mastermind so i do think she May- plans out a yeah. lot but also I think sometimes we're just seeing what we want to yeah, see. <laughs> right. But yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting though. I mean, like there's like these conspiracy theories around it all and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but yeah, anyway, that, uh, it was kind of cool to see her. I caught just a little bit of it. The, uh, VMAs mm-hmm. and in sync gave her, uh, Oh a, yeah. A she award. was a fan girl. Yeah. yeah. yeah was pretty exciting like, yeah we're all a fangirl for someone yeah you know but yeah i mean like Swift. yeah for those seeing nsync together <laughs> all these years later yeah. so pretty neat moment especially for her you know just like yeah, getting to kind of nerd out for a little bit yeah with one of your favorite groups <laughs> um well yeah all right i got a couple questions for you ashley okay. get your take on some of these um so uh being, um, you know, the, the seems like dreams kind of come up quite a few times on this, uh, you know, dream collaborations yeah. and work, uh, you know, with all these different people and uh, even the, the dream of this being on vinyl and mm-hmm. baby blue and everything you said so far. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, like a dream dinner for you? Like I was thinking, um, I think with this one, it kind of is inspired by uh, – um, Dave Grohl was telling a story about hanging out at a party and had Paul McCartney and Taylor Swift there with him and they were eating pizza. And I'm like, what is like, what life is this? Like, these are, these are 
these three hanging out playing songs together and stuff like it's pretty wild but anyway so for you uh maybe artist or mm -hmm. even you know people whatever certain people in your life but do you have a maybe like a dream dinner you people you would love to spend an evening with um and hang out for the night this is such a good question <laughs> and one i could not have possibly prepared for yeah. um taylor swift is definitely there all right she's sitting right next to me yeah um yeah i i do think it would be like probably all of my songwriting idols um, Dolly Parton would be there. Carol King would be there. Joni Mitchell. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of women. Yeah. It's all women <laughs> and they're all songwriters. Um, yeah, I think it would be a very cool and sensitive dinner where we're all just talking about our feelings and talking about what our songs are about and yeah. love and life and yeah. What's on the menu? It's my dinner. You got it. Oh, what's on the menu? What are you? Uh, what's your? What's Ooh, your favorite dish? My favorite dish <clears throat> is. Uh, it's definitely going to be Italian. Yeah. Uh, it's probably tortellini. Sounds like a good night. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice night. We we're drinking some wine, <laughs> some go. white wine, eating some tortellini, some cheesy garlic bread. Yeah. It's all the comfort foods. Yeah. With the comfort ladies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, uh, you, your parents get you uh, into that or is that something you discovered on your own or how, where's, uh, those, those influences kind of come from, you think? Uh, um, my parents, my parents were pretty young when they had me, they were 22. Um, so they, their music was very eighties and nineties. Um, yeah, I think discovering any music from before then was kind of a self-discovery thing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I've listened to Taylor Swift since I was, since we were both teenagers. Right. Um, so I, I do just always have a soft spot in my heart for her. I feel like I grew up with her. I grew up listening to her love songs. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, Carol King and Joni Mitchell, um, you know, women who were making beautiful folky things in the seventies, I, I was getting into folk music when i was in high school my my first band was a folk band mm -hmm. so um yeah i think i do have attached memories to their music throughout my life right what uh you did i catch uh sarah smiles uh yes. line and yeah was that directly to yeah hall and Hall notes so something that i a taylor swiftian thing yeah. that i have picked up from her is i do uh like to put fun little things in my songs um specifically i like to reference other songs or i like to reference special songs to mm -hmm. me um so yeah sarah smile is a little reference in there um i have some frank ocean references in some of my other songs um my parents, like I said, listen to 80s music. They are huge U2 fans. So I have a little U2 reference and another song yeah. for them. Um, but yeah, you're right. Good listener. Yeah. Good listener. I, uh, well, and like, and even that, like, even so I think especially just kind of the, the synth and, but there's, it definitely has sort of 
an underlying 80s feel yeah. to this record to me for for uh you know it's definitely kind of turned up a little bit from what they were doing in the 80s but just like just those synth sounds coming through uh yeah. kind of lends my mind to go there a little bit more definitely um so uh i figured so then when i caught sarah smiles like, yeah i was mm, like she might be a hollow notes <laughs> yeah, fan yeah, yeah. Right. it's true yeah but uh, uh you, they can come to my dinner too okay yeah they should be there yeah <laughs> yeah all right sp- speaking of daryl hall he, i don't know if you ever caught live at daryl's hall daryl's house but it's a fun little series that he was doing on youtube and stuff and i think it's like maybe picked up on like access or whatever one of the other networks and something like that but i remember watching like the early days of it all and i was just like how cool is this like he he would just invite people that he's a fan of and they hang out at his house and yeah. he's got like all-star band and they kind of do they'll do like a hollow notes tune and then like i remember i've seen like rob thomas and CeeLo green and whatever you know all these people and i'll like they'll do a couple of their songs and it's like just jam and then yeah. they usually make like some big spread and they have like all the you know food and like i'm like he's actually like doing your question yeah, where right. you're like, like who would you invite yeah. if you could invite anyone right. yeah i'm like i need to i need to <laughs> party with daryl hall yeah so this is where i want to get to i want to get to that level where i can just <laughs> I start just inviting all these people over um all right uh, let's see what about uh say say the day comes along we have uh, an ashley byrne action figure uh-huh. um now i've i've done this both ways like maybe uh accessories uh-huh. to go with your action figure or doll or how, whatever how you want to present it mm-hmm. uh or um i've also had it as like um pull strings you know like uh-huh. uh the three three lines oh uh, what, what, what are their phrases yeah. their catchphrases you now do you have like a oh my gosh do i don't know about catchphrases yeah, any- that's that's hard um i i i am very much an outfit person right. and for this album for baby blue i just it's part of my vision that yeah. like for every show and for every music appearance i have to be appearing in baby blue um so my action figure is definitely wearing a very cute little baby blue outfit uh, it's probably a flowy dress um i i don't know about uh i don't know about catchphrases yeah. i would hope that i don't have any catchphrases <laughs> that i say all the time but i it's one of those things like you don't really fully notice until somebody points it out to you yeah or uh, until you're on a podcast and then you have to listen to yeah, yourself right. say <laughs> them but i uh my friends pointed out that i start like everyone with a hey everybody so like that's like hey guys so that's my like <laughs> like so now it's my friend ryan does like an exaggerated impression of it and uh so like that's that's nice of so him. So that would be one of my things. I guess if I had a, uh, a pull string, that's what, that's what it would say. It would just be like, you know, hey, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Your action figure's yeah. figured out then. That's yeah. good. <laughs> and of course, it would have little Debbies. Mm-hmm. Um, so. <laughs> that's the accessory. Yeah. <laughs> Double decker fudge rounds. Okay. My action figure has, um, has a pet. It has a little wiener dog. Yeah. A little brown wiener dog, just like mine yeah so yeah that's my accessory i guess and what's he what's can your, be in a little basket maybe what's your pup's name his name is louis louis like saint louis yeah 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 we were uh, we talked about maybe doing it at the hospital you said he's a he's, he's a, an attention hog yeah. for sure 
Yeah, he would have a lot to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fun sometimes, though, to have him involved, but uh, some, sometimes it can be too much. Yeah. That's why I don't do it in my house. I got two myself. I yeah. got us, uh, and they sometimes they uh, are a little too much. They want to. They're not they, the silent they, type. <laughs> they don't understand that the show is not about them. Right. So, um, all right. Uh, let's see. What else? Um, all right. You know, we mentioned a lot of different names for uh, um, music and stuff, but uh, do you have a dream duet or collaboration? Is there is there somebody you would, you would love to, oh, wow. to get into the studio with or co-write with? Or <sighs> That is a really good question. Um, it's a great question. I mean, honestly, like I said, I really, really admire Sarah Downen of Golden Curls. Um, and I really admire Seth Porter of Essential Knots. I actually have been collaboratively writing some new stuff with him. Um, I would love to to write something with Sarah. That would be a dream because yeah. I am an actual fan. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have the Golden Curls record. Um, I listen to it all the time on Spotify. So that actually is a dream that could come true. I'm a big fan of dreams that can actually right. come true. Sure. Um yeah, I think I think that's who I will say. Yeah. Well, let's make it happen. Yeah, Sarah, let's yeah. make it happen. <laughs> uh what uh now you you mentioning um you know, writing some others and stuff. Mm -hmm. Now do you do you particularly like with this new direction of sound and that we've gone with with Baby Blue, now do you do you see yourself staying here for a while or do you continue you want to continue to elaborate on different you know, like you expanding to different sounds, uh, mm. or how do you, uh, cause I mean, I saw, like I said, there's a pretty big jump from the first to the second. Are we it gonna, is. Are we yeah, gonna... it is. And I, I have written some, I've written a few songs, uh, after this album. Um, and sonically, I think they're kind of a marriage of the two albums. Mm -hmm. Like it does sound a little more, raw folky like the first album but it definitely is synth heavy and atmospheric and airy uh like baby blue so i think i i think i'm gonna stay in baby blue mode yeah. for a while right. yeah. yeah i just i i do enjoy that about an artist that's not afraid to push boundaries and yeah. ex experiment in different lanes and see where the you know that's that's the whole point about being an artist, you know, yeah. not being in this box that you have to, I have to, you know, I can't go outside of these walls. I have to stay here in this lane. And, and how fun is it to just, right. you know, keep making the same thing sure. over and over? Like, yeah, you want to see what else you can do. And, yeah. and I think most people like different kinds of music. Um, I, I like folk music, but I also love pop music. Yeah. So um, it has been really fun. Have you seen any of those videos on like uh, Instagram there's this guy that takes like a lot of them are like seems to be like 90s grunge and rock tunes and stuff. And then he like takes them and he makes them folk songs. Oh, no, I have not seen that. But he's got a bunch of them that like are pretty viral. Like, I guess, you know, he's do they he come gets, out pretty well? Yeah. Like oh, yeah. I mean, it's like you're like you're listening and you're like you're almost convinced yourself that that's how it's supposed yeah, to be. And yeah. it's like, but it's just amazes me that it he you know it's just him and a guitar and he sings these songs and they sound so good as folk songs like that yeah. and it's like 
I, I think that that is a really cool thing. If, if a song is good, right. if it's a really well-written song um, and the melodies are there, it really can be sure. almost any genre you would want it to be. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's always, it's always, uh, we can always build it up yeah. from a, from whatever. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, I'm going to see if I can find it real quick. He's, <laughs> uh, he's got original stuff out too, but these covers that he's been posting are, are fantastic. Um, I think you'll get a kick out of it though. <laughs> Some of them are fun too, because, <clears throat> um, they're, if you, I, I like to challenge myself by like not reading the full description Yeah. and seeing if I can pick up on what, 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 what it, is. it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause some of them like, it's a hard, hard to tell. And they're all tell. like famous songs yeah. that you would oh, know. Oh yeah. They're all like huge hits. Yeah. Um, here, I don't know if you know. Maybe I'm future so bright. familiar with that that's uh the offspring sounds great uh, the kids are all right <laughs> yeah it sounds amazing Probably as a folk song yeah yeah there's a bunch he's got like uh green day and nirvana and yeah. all yeah i mean but just like they all is like i'm like i would buy that re recording yeah. right there so yeah i don't know it's uh, i think it's fun to do that too like the, he's doing the reverse but like i love that like you're saying before, a good song is a good song no matter yeah. what. Like, and we can always make it a. It could have many lives. Right. So yeah, it'd be fun to see where uh, where this stuff music takes you and where we can what kind of different sounds we come up with. But I really enjoy this Baby Blue record a lot, and I'm excited for everybody else to hear it and give it a spin and um, hopefully buy a record, buy yeah, vinyl, buy a vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, but yeah, this has been super cool. I'm really glad we were able to make this happen. And big thanks again to Fat Buddha for allowing us to spend some time here today. And uh, But yeah, buy them tickets. October 20th, Lions Amphitheater, Kirkwood, Missouri, um, just outside of St. Louis. Yeah, pack a picnic. And BYOB. BYOB, yeah. yep. All right, Ashley, thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye.